Oh, and we're live. We're live. We are in. So this is our fourth take. Wait, no. Yeah. This is our. Yeah, this is our fourth take. <laughs> so the second time it was internet issues, and the third time it was like sound issues around the house. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. So I guess going back to on topic, what we were talking about before we had to retake this shoot was um, you're going to explain to me why you think the book Subtle Asian, no, not Subtle Asian Traits. (laughs) (laughs) The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Why you think that is a good book to read? Mm -hmm. I think what made me drawn to the book was its popularity and like obviously the title and me wanting to learn how to not care about things mm-hmm. um and the book isn't so much that it's more so how to divert your attention to a certain area so that you don't have to worry about like the things that you worry about <laughs> like prioritizing certain things over others right yeah yeah and like looking at your life sorry yeah i think the part in the book i'm starting to remember now because i read this book three years ago but the more we talk about the more i recall things uh i remember there's like a part where he said you know like even though the title suggests like not to give a fuck what i actually mean is uh to not give a fuck about certain things, but giving more mm-hmm. of a fuck about the important things. Mm-hmm. You were saying earlier before how uh, this is particularly important because you're a Gen Zer. <laughs> yes. Um, there is one part of the book. I actually took a photo of it. I don't have my phone right now, but it it went along the lines of like everyone believes that they should be doing something much bigger than living a typical ordinary life where you just you know go to school start a family and retire and i find that a lot of people in our generation want to be incredibly successful start a business like which is great like i think we have the resources and um like the the marketing platforms for that like tiktok is a great way to promote small businesses um Mm. and i think with that and other social media platforms such as instagram um people are at least me i think i'm like wow these people are self-starter self-starters and um you can you can start something out of nothing uh so easily nowadays that i should be doing it too like why am i not doing it why do I not want to be, uh, why do I not want the same success as them? Or maybe I do, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm just a little hesitant because I, 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 I want their success, but I don't want to be doing what they're doing. I think that yeah. thought runs through my mind a lot. I'm like, I want to be successful, but I don't know what success means to me yet. But seeing like all these mm-hmm. people on Instagram as influencers and TikTok on, as like influencers, Everyone has that's their- a big thing. Right? That's like a big thing. The fact that we're growing up in an era where we're literally competing now with everybody in the world. It's not just mm-hmm. your local community. It's like you're seeing 
people on Instagram that are wildly successful that you mm-hmm. that you probably wouldn't have seen before phones were like a thing. And so now like now it's like your idea of what's successful is kind of skewed mm-hmm. because we live in this world where all we see is wildly successful people, you know, like how much of, how much of that do you think impacts the way? Cause you said earlier that everybody is sort of, uh, they don't want just normal success anymore. Like you said, Mm -hmm. starting a family or just having a normal job, but like, how much of that is because of the fact that normal is so out of the picture now? Like, <laughs> like you're on Instagram and you see these wildly successful people and you see your life and you're like, damn, my, how come my life isn't that way? But like, like, and I hate saying like, like <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? That's like, it's it's such a crazy way it's such an overwhelming thing to to have to compare yourself to, right? Like you're on the internet and you're literally seeing all sorts of wildly successful people. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's just this new wave of self-starters and sorry, my, my connection is so unstable right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this new wave of self-starters. Okay, we could cut it out. Okay. And All right. like everyone wants to hop on board and and start their own thing um, because then they can, you know, define their hours. They can uh, be responsible for their own success and growth. And I think that also comes with pride. And I think mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people kind of buy into that idea it's like um, glorious as well there's nothing fun about you know working yeah. on normal nine to five and stuff like that yeah like it to be a self-starter is glorified but we don't mm-hmm. see like the difficulties of running a business or um you know, being like being the business mm-hmm. but we yeah, see the like a huge price like there's like a huge price to like fame and everything yeah absolutely that yeah that just doesn't get um that isn't paid Mm. attention to and so Mm. i myself i'm like uh do i want to work a nine to five like do i want to follow that structure and anyways back to this book (laughs) um the book said that a lot of people a lot of people are that way a lot of people believe that they have something so much like something bigger to live for than just you know going to school living a normal life and then um i don't know retiring eventually but i think we have to learn i think i especially have to learn how to appreciate the small moments that make life actually worth it Mm. like sure running a business sounds like great like it's great for the clout i would imagine but that's a lot of hours you're putting in a lot of hours 
that you're losing with maybe your family or maybe picking up a hobby that you've been wanting to. And so um, success is relative. And I think I just have to figure out what success means to me before I should venture into things. Yeah. Well, I think that everybody has a different, I think the meaning of your life should be tailored to you, like who Mm -hmm. you are. Because like Mm -hmm. everybody has different proclivities. Everyone has different values. And like, you know, I guess we all kind of have like general values that we share, but like things like your personality differ things like your circumstances differ. And so the life that you have to take on and the responsibilities that you have to have in your life are going to be different than someone else, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have different interests and values than someone else, right? Like, so you might be more, you might be more inclined to doing something uh, creative and someone might be more inclined to doing like they might really be engaged with writing and you might be really engaged with something else. Like everyone's kind of different in that sense. And like, I feel like as a society, we just don't have that conversation a lot. I feel like when, at least for me, whenever we were kids, the aim was always uniform for everyone. Like when you go to school, they're like, well, you should choose a job and the way you should choose a job is based on how much a certain career path pays, mm-hmm. you know, rather than, well, what are you inclined to do? What, like, what innate skills do you have that could be fostered? Mm-hmm. And what are you in, what are you as an individual inclined to doing, right? Like, like not everyone's going to be interested in doing the same type of work and like a measure for like a job shouldn't just be its pay. Cause there's so many other things, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's like you said, there's like, there's a trade-off between uh, like a certain successful career path and maybe your free time with your family. And so maybe, if you value spending free time with your family more than maybe a certain occupation that might pay less or have less hours might be more something for you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with the fact that we're all kind of taught um, with the same template. Like the idea is to to get a good education, to get a university degree, and to eventually get a, a good job, be a, in a decent profession. Um, I think title also has a huge role in that. Like, people admire big titles, which mm-hmm. ultimately leads to big money. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we should be taught to understand like I I think that's fine like it's you know it's one direction that you can go into but I think we should also be taught why 
it might be important to go that way. Like, for example, like, yes, you can make more money with being a doctor or a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And that can maybe lead you to a more comfortable life with that wealth. If you want to start a big family, for example, I think that's something that like we should also be taught. Whereas how it is now is like, oh, like go through school, have a nice title and make a lot of money. But, but why? Like, what, like, is that the goal for everyone? Yeah. That's what I was thinking about recently. Like money isn't the end goal like your purpose of learning something is to apply what you learn to ultimately improve society or improve something within your domain right like the point you the reason why you learn a certain subject isn't just to make money but like the money comes as a consequence of you doing something productive in that field but you're supposed to be providing something of value to society. And that's why you're being rewarded with money. Because like I was thinking like, like you shouldn't think about how much money am I going to make? You should be thinking, well, do I have something of value to offer to society? That's the way you should be thinking about what type of work you should be doing or that that's the way you should be evaluating your your work right um yeah i agree hmm. i think a lot of people like in high school think about programs and think like oh like i could i could see myself doing this maybe but they don't um really dive deep and understand like what skills that they have to offer um but rather they just like go for something that you know makes a decent amount of money and they can see themselves kind of just doing to um you know to live off of to to live by mm-hmm. I, had, I had a professor i had a professor once that uh it was during class and he would ask us like uh you guys should get you sh- you guys should all do your masters mm. because uh, if you do a PhD you'll get paid this much more but if you get a masters it takes like half as much time and you get like this much more money and I was like bitch I'm not doing either of those things <laughs> let me tell you like Fair. like you don't, you don't know me like you don't know what my goals are like how can you just prescribe everyone in this room to get a master's or a phd mm-hmm. you know and like especially coming from an econ professor i was surprised that he didn't understand like uh it was such a it was such a false way of thinking like yeah Yes, there's a correlation between getting like your master's or your PhD and making more money, but mm-hmm. you're also just older. You're like two years older if you come out of doing a master's or you're like four years older if you do a PhD. And like people that are older just tend to make more money because you're obviously you have more experience, stuff like that. And so you kind of have to control for those things as well. <clears throat> I suppose, Yeah. A master's and PhD is not for everyone. Like, it's definitely not for me. Yeah. 
at all. Hmm. If that's the way you want to go into, then I'm sure. Hmm. It's just the. Uh, I think just generally speaking, it's just so expensive you know, to get an education when it shouldn't have to be. You know, like you could probably just learn so much just from uh, work experience and mm-hmm. internet. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think employers hiring for like juniors um, or entry level should be seeking people who are ambitious and willing to willing to lead and take on a role rather than have a whole bunch of experience or education under their belt like yes that Mm -hmm. is necessary but ultimately like i think if you are passionate enough and are patient enough then you can achieve anything through learning I think as I could, I could sympathize with people that are hiring people, like hiring people is pretty hard. Like uh, it's kind of hard to know mm-hmm. whether yeah. someone is passionate, you know, like, I think that's why, like, yeah, that's why right. people like a university degree, like a university degree itself probably isn't the best like representation of how capable someone is. Cause you could like, you could kind of get lucky with certain profs that curve you or you could uh you could kind of like i don't know you could just kind of like take bird courses or something to inflate your gpa and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it's like like what do you have other than that to kind of judge whether someone it's it's like a proxy for someone's ability mm-hmm. and i think it's the same with work experience so it's kind of hard like if someone doesn't have any of those things how do you know if they're mm-hmm. going to be like a like, like a hard good working candidate. Or good candidate yeah yeah it's, it's a I, I think the stone. best way to do that i think might be if you have your own projects or something and mm. you actually learn from the internet and apply it in your own life mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard i don't know it depends on your field like you probably can't do yeah. that as like well, maybe if you're in economics or something and you like you're really into economics and you learn it online then you could write an analysis of something mm-hmm. that you're just interested in or if you're in like design you could like start doing designs for people mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. in your free time i don't know like something like that i guess mm-hmm. yeah that's true i think what i like about design is that you can create personal projects and that shows how ambitious you are. And um, I think a lot of employers value that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think actual experience is probably more valuable, but if you like sincerely don't have anything, then personal projects is a great way. And I kind of wish that like other programs or other fields, like you were saying, can also um, use that kind of template like mm-hmm. you can write i think there's just so much to learn when you actually take on a project that isn't your own you know because mm-hmm. like when, when i was working with like remax there's so much i didn't know about working on a project for someone else because mm-hmm. when i'm working on my own i kind of have an idea of what i want to do but like when i'm working with some like someone else 
there's so much to the project that isn't just like blender or 3d or after effects related it's like communication you know like you have to start talking with them and really communicating with them so well that you understand what their idea is and you also got to work with time constraints you got to work with uh critique because you gotta like offer them a first draft and they they gotta judge it they gotta go like well we don't like 90 percent of what you did but we like this last 10 percent you tweak it in this way like there's just so much stuff that you don't get uh just on your own projects like you can be critical of yourself but it's definitely different than someone else critiquing you yeah no i agree there's more um the stakes are higher when you're Mm. working for somebody um Mm. and you do you obviously have a little more pressure um and out of that pressure you you hope to learn something Mm -hmm. i was wondering then like i guess in like your field like graphic design is a good way to get experience is sort of just like doing freelance work, I guess, for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say like work on personal projects, um, show that to people, show, show to. <laughs> okay. I'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> I had to use a washroom. Um, so what were we talking about before I left? I actually don't remember. <laughs> I think we're talking about like school and then um, how mm. we choose professions slash how we're taught to choose professions. Oh, essentially, uh, the meaning of life. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna it's gonna be a philo- philosophical podcast yeah it has to be philosophical i think that's what the book talks about right like he essentially has sort of a philosophical tone to what he's talking about because he's because i think there was a part in the book where he talked about how like in terms of material wealth like we're good we we just got to figure out what's important and when we start talking about because like what's important is a very subjective topic right Mm-hmm. Agreed. when we start talking about values and stuff sorry i'm like trying to put my chair back together it's okay. uh when you start talking about like the values of things because when you're like talking about what's important there's no objective way to figure that out that's something subjective and once we start getting into the subjective that's when we start getting into the, like the philosophical the psychological mm-hmm. the all the echoes that you can think of <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I agree I think we're we're taught from such a young age that success is materialistic um and full of clout and title but mm-hmm. maybe we but should be taught we are so rich we are we are so rich like if we're you think about richer. like there's never gonna be like when is the line drawn like we're so rich like i was talking to alex in the previous episode or like the unaired episode and we were talking about how like 
Bro, like I have more data on my phone today than I had internet for my house when I moved into this house like 10 years ago, 10, mm-hmm. 12 years ago. Like I remember we had 30 gigabytes of it, home internet mm-hmm. at home. You now I have like 35. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Fido has this like crazy deal. Like they just gave me five gigs for free. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So 35 gigs. That's crazy. I have more. I could. True. I remember struggling to play RuneScape back then because my internet would run out before the month ended. And now, like, we have unlimited internet, kind of fast. Like, I know we kind of complain about how slow our internet is now, but, like, compared to 10, 12 years ago, it's so much faster. That is true. That is true. Yeah. And, uh, like... In terms of food, none of us are starving, right? We have shell. We have like everything we need. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're taught to to keep wanting more. I think. Mm. Yeah, especially from like an Asian background, like we're taught that we. Like, we're taught that money is basically number one. Well, family mm-hmm. and money. But, um, well, I, I, I was taught like family is more important, I think. Family than money, there. <laughs> I think, I think the money thing comes from the fact that our parents had to work to survive. Like, they literally came. Mm. That's true. Nothing. Like immigrant, like it's like the typical immigrant story, right? They have nothing. They came all the way to Canada or wherever they migrated to. Mm-hmm. And they had to work like very hard laborious jobs mm-hmm. to build all this wealth for and, and provide opportunities for the kids. Yeah. And so it's to them. So, like, their situation is completely different than ours because their situation was like, oh, we got to we gotta provide things for our kids mm-hmm. and we got to, like, live off our work. But, like, for us, we're born into, oh, like, we have everything. Mm-hmm. Like, our parents mm-hmm. solved the problem for us. And, like, we have sort of a different problem where, like, we have the wealth, we have the education, because our parents sort of sacrificed so much to get us that. But then the question is, so what is our responsibility in our lives, which is essentially what is the meaning of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like they had their mean, like their meaning was work hard, provide wealth for the next generation and provide opportunities. And then like, then the question is, what is our responsibility then? Mm-hmm. work hard play hard I, I think mm. we're fortunate in the sense that we have this choice um, in terms of direction for our lives like yeah there's like parents who continue to pressure you but I think ultimately like your parents just want you to be happy and so like we kind of get to choose where we want to go and maybe that Mm. adds to the pressure of 
Yeah, because like being anything is like way too many things. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I don't want to say it's better than having the like I don't want to say it's better than only having like to having to work to survive, but like like anything. Like I don't know. Like my parents, I feel like are very different than most immigrant parents because they're like growing up. I've never had the pressure of having to do anything. Like they mm. never pressured me to be a doctor or lawyer or anything. And you know, I remember like it's it's debatable whether or not that's a good or good or bad thing because like there it's a like the pros of it is like you know you kind of have some direction at least. Mm-hmm. You know, you're given some guidance towards a certain path, and it's not a bad path. It's a pretty good path, like doctor, lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like on the flip side, if they don't pressure you to do anything, there's a lot of freedom. But then there's like a lot of freedom. Like there's not a lot of guidance. You could be anything, and it's like overwhelming in a sense. Like it's it's hard figuring out what to be. When there is no guidance towards any place, right? Yeah, agreed. And I think, yeah, back to like social media, we kind of see like all these successful people, and we're like, oh, well, that seems like a decent direction. I want that. Yeah, isn't YouTube like the most desired job that kids have? Like that's like the most job. there's like a surveys i don't i don't think surveys are that accurate but like i don't know like everyone like i i, I guess I'm, i don't think there's many people that would say like oh i wouldn't want to be youtube famous mm-hmm. or like have a successful youtube channel mm-hmm. i think they say that without knowing like the consequences of it of course yeah yeah, yeah. What are the consequences of being a clout king? Or- <laughs> the hate. Mm. The yeah, I think there's a. Dark. I think there's. Oh, so, no, uh, no, I was just going to say, like, there's a lot of stuff you kind of have to go through in life before you can handle that sort of fame, right? Like, you have to learn how mm-hmm. to be. You have to learn how to be humble in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy to like abuse your influence as a YouTuber or just anybody with power. You know, it's really hard to actually use it right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think there's a lot more pressure to be more like PC, like politically correct. And to make sure mm-hmm. that you're not doing anything wrong to society's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think no oh, matter... Yeah, like, we could say things all, all the time that are, like, kind of non-PC or offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but then, like, a celebrity says one thing that's kind of out of line or... Mm-hmm. like it could even be something normal but people could misconstrue it as something crazy and it's like mm-hmm. big news there's like no forgiveness for celebrities right it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird like why would you ever expect like someone that's 
YouTube famous to be like some angel sent from above, right? Like, especially if their content is just mate playing video games or or like doing yeah. reviews iPhones and stuff. Like, when when does the morality, like, when does being a arbiter of truth and justice play into being a video gamer you know mm-hmm. but for some reason just because you're big like people expect you to be like the, the best person ever that mm-hmm. doesn't make any and that's just like like even if you weren't famous that's just such a unrealistic standard to put on anyone to never do anything wrong right and that's so true. like to to do something wrong like sometimes it's to do something wrong from like 10 years ago or something crazy some super like Kevin Hart he like said something 10 years ago that was slightly homophobic and he's still he was still punished for that like he wasn't able to host the Oscars or something like that mm-hmm. like and he's just a comedian you know he's not like he's not a pastor or mm-hmm. <laughs> or like a, a, a leader of of some sort of self-help cult. you know he's just like a comedian <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of unfortunate that like like it's good that people hold celebrities accountable but i think these people also hold them back from like like growing or um mm-hmm. learning like like they yeah. hold them accountable but also they don't really let they don't really like believe that they've learned their lesson and so they continue to hold them accountable mm, yeah that's like part of learning right you have to start making mistakes to learn yeah and that's the part yeah but like that's another thing like if someone isn't this isn't the same person as when they said something then you can't hold them accountable for the same thing mm-hmm. right? yeah like I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to the book. <laughs> or maybe we yeah. can just end this soon. Um, mm. What... I, f- I think a lot of the content is uh, really relatable and are kind of like huge blows sometimes i'm like oh wow like this hurts but it like he's speaking facts like he, he's telling the truth yeah. and like for me to apply the truth, the truth hurts the truth hurts ignorance is place but um <laughs> it's it's hard to kind of apply these things to your own life because you're like oh wow like the like it, it just kind of contra- I don't know like I think for me um when he said like so many people nowadays want to be like huge and and have something bigger to live for I was like yeah I do and I mm. I don't want to divert from that direction but at the same time like I don't know what I want to do and so it left me a little more confused but like at the same time left me with a sense of clarity and direction and so my next steps would kind of be to figure out what 
what I deem to be success um, for mm. myself. I um, think I think it's fine to have big ambitious goals. I think I think his I think the good point I think he's like half right in that you have to be very specific about what you want, mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of have to. Uh, you can have ambitious goals, but they have to be grounded in something more realistic, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to, to to run a marathon. You have to be able to run a like a kilometer first, right? You know, like if you want to run a marathon in a month, you have to plan out and say, okay, that means today I have to be able to run one kilometer. Then tomorrow, I'll run two. Then next week, I'll try to run four, and like there's like a there is like an incremental process to getting to these big goals you can't just go from i want to run a marathon and then do it the next day right right can't go from zero to 100 mm, you have to go uh, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven yeah. 12, 15, 15. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a painfully slow process but like it's faster than not moving at all right yeah that's true. And like, there is a point. Like, I feel like, at least in my experience, whenever you try to like learn something, there's always that beginning part that's really slow, and you're learning the basics, and you're like, man, I want to do like some crazy stuff. But the first, the starting, like, the first few lessons are so like mundane and boring but they're so necessary, right? Like when you're learning Blender, you have to learn like how to move around the the program and how to like, it's very, it's kind of embarrassing how sad, like how dumb you are. Like I remember when I tried to learn how to like jog and stuff, I couldn't even go like three kilometers. Like I was so embarrassed. I was like, man, that's all I could do the first day. But it doesn't matter. Like you come back the next day and you run three and a half kilometers or you just run three kilometers and then you come back the next day and you run three and a half or three and three quarters of a kilometer mm-hmm. and you come back the next day and you come back the next day and you come back the next day and at some point you're able to run 10 kilometers like it's nothing mm-hmm. or you're able to run 15 kilometers and then you're like wow I could do 15 kilometers and you do that 10 days in a row and then and then you do 20 kilometers and you're like, wow, how this is starting to get a lot easier. And then you could run a marathon eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything's relative. Mm. You have to get relative. You have to think like, I want to do this. But where am I right now? And what are my goals right now? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it's a tough lesson to learn in life because mm. we are so impatient and just want like overnight success yeah. but but going through these these shorter milestones can ultimately mm. make you feel more accomplished by the end mm. I think it's I think it's more it's better for you emotionally too. Cause like saying that you want to run a marathon and then running one kilometer is kind of sad, right? There's such a big gap, mm-hmm. but if you say, I want to run, I want to run a, a marathon eventually, 
but first my goal is to run a, a one kilometer first mm-hmm. and then you run that one kilometer and you're like wow I, I hit that and it feels good and you feel like rewarded you know like there's a good feeling mm-hmm. and that motivates you to do it again the next day but if if your only if your only goal is to run 42 kilometers and you try to run it and then you get tired by like two kilometers even though that two kilometers is pretty good you're still gonna feel sad because you didn't hit your goal but it's a dumb goal in the first place like mm-hmm. i haven't ran for three years and you think you could run a marathon today like that's that that's you're setting yourself up to be discouraged and that's not good right. you have to break down your goals into manageable pieces mm. yeah i definitely agree with that Mm. it's worth it in the long run yeah well i think that's a that's a good closing statement (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah i guess we could like have our own conversation now because i wanted to ask you like what is the marathon in your life and what are the little sprints that you're taking to move towards that it's too deep but i don't i don't know yet <laughs> i just told you <laughs> oh you didn't know yeah yeah well like uh you don't have to have an answer you could have you could have a low you could have like a low level plan that isn't as fleshed out yet and i think through conversation you could flush it out a bit more mm-hmm. it's the only reason why i'm asking really true yeah. all right well Okay. I guess we'll end it here then. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>